All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and all thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth through all generations. Psalm 145, 10-13 You are listening to My Religious Struggles, the podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast. We've been talking about a specific, a particular subject, um, dealing with change. And if you've been listening to us for the past few episodes, um, you would have learned that we looked at different aspects of change so far. And we carry on the conversation today. Uh, Before we do so, though, I'd like to introduce um, my co-host, Kennedy. And for those who don't know, I should probably introduce myself sometimes. I'm always introducing you. My name is Francesca, <laughs> and you have my co-host here, Kennedy. Kennedy, how are you feeling? Um, not just today, but how are you feeling about the topic that we're talking about? Oh, fantastic. It is phenomenal because, and it's outstanding because it is something that happens in our lives on a daily basis, and hmm. we have to be ready for it. If we're not ready for it, it's going to take us by surprise, and when we are surprised, we have difficulty handling it because we didn't anticipate some of the the some of the, the, the adjustments we need to, to make in our lives, and so it can make our life miserable if we're mm. not ready for it. Mm. And I mean, so far, what we've looked at, we've looked at, as I said, we're looking at the topic of dealing with change. And so far, we've looked at the problem with change. We've looked at, you know, how change can happen so fast. Um, you know, we've, we've also looked at things like the grieving process, which I thought was an absolutely powerful episode. That's back in episode three. Um, and we look at the process of change. Today, we're talking about preparing for change, how we can prepare ourselves for change. But before we do that, I want to I want us to talk um, about a bit more about these topics in general that we speak about and why we don't. So if we take the topic of change, why don't we speak about this in church? So all the topics that we've covered across this podcast, difficult things that we've spoken about, you know, one of the reasons why we have this podcast um, and the reason why we call it My Religious Struggles is uh, because they're things that we struggle with as believers, as disciples, but never get talked about. Why? Why don't we talk about it in church? Yeah, yeah. That, that's why. That's why you're in charge of the the, the podcast. Very <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Because we don't know. We really don't know. And the biggest challenge that we have is that we, and I keep talking about it, is that we don't pick up the word of God and study it for ourselves. Mm. Listen to what others have to say, and a lot of the information that we get is regurgitated. And so the topics that should be dealt with are left out because um, us as preachers don't haven't explored them ourselves. We haven't picked right. up the word of God and allowed the spirit of God to reveal to us what is in his word. Because you notice that every subject that we deal with, it is biblical. Yeah, yeah. The basis is found in the word of God. And so when you don't explore the word of God, the other challenge that we have, um, and you're going you're gonna to hear repeated often because it's, it is true, and that is, when you pick up the word of God, we always read it to the eyes of our religion. And so God becomes boxed in 
as far as our religion is concerned. And so this is who God is because this is what my denomination tells me. This is what my church tells me. This is what my pastor told me. This is what my Sabbath school or Sunday school superintendent told me. And so we only see God then in this area of our lives and we don't see him in all areas of our lives. That's really interesting. One of the things that came to my mind as you were speaking, we will get onto the topic, um, is that, uh, and maybe this fits in well, I don't know, but it's that, um i almost feel like maybe you know the leaders of our church not every church maybe needs this subject at the same time and so is it a case of discerning what um and being led by the spirit as you said instead of just speaking the same topics and talking about the same things as to what it is your congregation or your church needs in that moment and not being afraid to to speak about it yeah, it's 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 so it's so challenging sometimes though. For so for example, um, with this pandemic that's going on now, with the loss of so many lives, you would think that a subject like grief, for example, would be something that churches would embrace. Um, and it's an area that I, I I'm specializing in, and you would not believe how difficult it is to get pastors to make that a part of their their their, their, their congregation even though it is needed, even though it is necessary. But because it is a subject that we don't talk about, we are afraid of, we're scared of. Anything that we don't talk about, anything that's mysterious makes us afraid. And when we are afraid, and especially if if I don't know, and if I'm not in control, and if I don't know the subject, then I'm going to have difficulty allowing somebody else to bring up the subject, mm. even though it is needed, even though it is necessary. And so lots of times is actually about control. Right. And just bringing that into what we're talking today, today we're talking about, you know, preparing for change. Um, you know, it's one of the, it's one of the things um, that makes it difficult for us as, as disciples is the fact that things change so quickly, so constantly. Um, so then how do we, as you mentioned the pandemic, you know, as, as, as leaders in church or even, you know, and whatever, however you're a leader in church because even if you are the leader of your home right, right. how right. do we prepare for change no one could foresee um that's debatable no one could foresee the <laughs> pandemic debatable okay no one could foresee the pandemic so how do we prepare for a change uh, as drastic as that um God never allows us, um, allows any changes in our lives without preparation. Mm. He is a God of preparation. Um, so, for example, he gave the, 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 the then known world 120 years, Noah's, in Noah's time, 120 years of warning before changing it um, through a flood. Before Jesus was born, he gave us 4,000 years to prepare for him. Before the children of Israel were taken into captivity, God sent prophets to warn them over and over. Jesus is coming again, and he has been warning us for years. Uh, even before he came the first time, we are warned that he's going to come um, yeah. a, second, a second time. So we, he always informs us. We are always informed. We are not listening. The problem is that we are not listening. It's just like we inform our children, for example. Right. Before they go to school, their first day in school, we prepare them for school. Mm-hmm. Even when they cannot talk, we prepare them by talking to them. So, for example, if they're going, if they're going to get their first shot, they can't. They understand a, a clue as to what's going on, but yet we are trying to inform them. You know, baby, this is this is gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt a little bit. Yeah. Sleep. 
they don't understand what we're talking about. But, but that's who we are because we're just like our father. We do the same things that God does for us. So right. and change, change. we've got to stop saying this, that change happens sudden. No, it doesn't. Mm. Actually, it doesn't. It's always, we are all, God always prepares us for whatever change it is we're going to have in our lives. We need to be in tune. We need to be hearing him when he speaks to us, even the pandemic. Mm. If you go back and if you go back and you, you'll discover that there are, there are those individuals who've been talking about this years ago. Mm. As a matter of fact, a movie, a movie has been made about this years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do see that all the time, don't we? Where so, so how does how does how does one uh, listen? How does one know or or realize that this, you know, what, what God is saying? Because I'm so if you think about situations, you know, I, I can think about different situations that have happened in my life where changes occurred. Um, how do I know when was God speaking to me? You know, how do I how do I decipher that? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, let, let me share with you what what um, um, one of the elders. I went to dedicate a baby at one of the churches and the elder was preaching. As a matter of fact, I thought I should be preaching rather than he preaching because I'm a preacher. But the Lord told me to sit up, shut down, sit down, shut up and listen. And he's, he made a point. He made a very powerful point. Um, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember his name so I could give him um, credit credit for it. But, but anyhow, he said that when he gets up in the morning, when he, when he kneels down to pray, he does not, that is not his final prayer mm. i used to when i pray that was my prayer and so i got up off my knees and if i as i prayed through the day it was a different prayer it was not a continuation so what he said is that he saw it as his first prayer he saw it as the beginning of his conversation with god okay wow so yeah so he doesn't end this prayer. so i don't end mm. my prayer anymore when i need long to pray mm. Because it's the beginning of the conversation. Notice right. it's a conversation. Right. So mm -hmm. we haven't learned how to have a conversation with God. Yeah. Because if we have a conversation, we will hear him speaking to us. So as we go about our day's activities, because we did not finish the prayer and it's still open, now we can pray without ceasing. And so that's one of the ways that God communicates with us. As we read his word, as we look at nature, and as we listen, because he's going to put people in our path. He is gonna is gonna create scenarios and situations so that we can hear him and hear him by the way loudly. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking as you're speaking, you know, if you think about like a, a husband and wife, for example, when you wake up in the morning, you say good morning, hon, how are you, whatever. You don't just say okay, bye. That's the that's the day done, right? You've exactly. opened up. You've opened up that that floor conversation and you have that conversation throughout the day that's the first thing then I'm thinking about okay how do I prepare so as the morning is going on we're getting ready for breakfast you know I might say something to my husband oh by the way just so you know the car needs the car needs um petrol or gas right so I'm pre I'm being prepared for what might happen I'm being prepared for the fact that the car might run out of gas if I don't pay attention to what's in the gas tank right yes. um and as you, because I'm, I'm just thinking about it in the context of how do we prepare for change? And as, if you're saying you are listening, there's going to be a change in the vehicle being able to run right. if I don't put the exactly. petrol in the car. But exactly. that, that, was, that, that was said to me 
at the conversation we had at the breakfast table, for example, you know, as time goes on or whatever it is, you know, there might be different things. The school might call and say, you know, well, can you, can you pick the kids up a bit earlier? All of these things are happening. Exactly. That is preparing me for how my day and the changes that occur. And as you rightfully said, now, if I didn't, if I didn't get that heads up about the gas, for example, you know, I might be driving and be like, oh my goodness, I'm out of gas. The the thing Mm -hmm. is, but I feel like, oh man, these things happen to me so suddenly. <laughs> but actually, no, exactly. there was something that was said before that I either did or did not pay attention to. Exactly, exactly. By the way, it's Elder Wayne Webb, before before I forget. Give him credit for it, because to me, yeah. it has changed my prayer life, and I really, really appreciate it. But, but that it, makes it, a lot it, of sense, though, yeah. No, but significant point there, though, because the gas, the gas illustration is a powerful one, because um, you need to make that change because you didn't know that the, the spirit was informing you that you might have to, that you're gonna have to pick up your children early mm-hmm. and you're not gonna have time to go and get gas and so you had the opportunity to get the gas but we didn't we didn't listen and we didn't take up we didn't take um, advantage of this and we don't see that as a spirit speaking to us either mm-hmm. so we need to change our our outlook we need to change our attitude when it comes to God and those little things mundane things that we don't see as important they are because that's how how much god cares and is concerned about our everyday activities and so it's that true. is actually the spirit prompting us okay this you need to take care of this because this is going to take place because he knows the future he knows what's going to happen he prepares us for it before it actually happens it's so funny i actually have a real life example and i'd like to share it because um before i was married i lived with i lived with a lady and her son and i was subletting or subrenting um, a room in her in her in her house right uh-huh. and um it was very cheap rent and it was great she was like i just want one thing the only thing i'm looking for for a, for a tenant is if you can please help me collect my son from daycare and the daycare that he went to was literally down the road from where we lived so it was a very easy on your way to work drop him off on the way back from work pick him up situation and so we'd organize ahead of time at the beginning of the week okay she's working late this day can you pick him up i ended work on the same day every day so it didn't really matter um i was just available if she needed me to pick him up then i could be available to pick him up on right. those days right mm-hmm. um so that was the agreement. I thought, you know what, of course, yeah, you know, the rent is cheap. Of course, I have no problem. Very cute little boy as well. I had no problem doing any of that. And I remember one day, um, she experienced a change. And if we look at the grieving process, she actually experienced, and you'll see what I mean by a grieving process. She grieved mm-hmm. something. Right. Now, the situation that happened is I was on my way home, or strolling or whatever, strolling home, and taking my time and something told me what i now realize is a spirit yes telling me go and pick him up mm-hmm. yeah and i thought to myself well, it's not my day to pick him up right and i just thought you know what I, I don't even know what i'm thinking i don't even know why that came in my mind whatever went home went to my room i'm just chilling watching tv and and i realized they didn't they were out late now i know sometimes right. she might pick him up and she might have some shopping to do so she might take him yeah. to mcdonald's or whatever it is i just figured it's one of those days i paid no mind to it she came home and she was like, oh my gosh, Francesca, you will not believe what happened. I said, oh, what happened? She was like, I was stuck in the train. The train got stuck, the underground train in London. It got stuck under the tunnel. There was no signal. She couldn't call me. She couldn't call the, the daycare. 
And she knows it wasn't my day to pick him up. For some reason, she was hoping that I would somehow pick him up. But she doesn't blame me. It's not my fault. Right. But she really couldn't get in touch with me. Um, and this is all because of delays that were on the train. And as a result, and this is just how daycares work, um, as a result, if you're over a certain time late, you then pay an extra fee, basically. Right. And so as a result, she had to pay this extra fee and all the rest of it. Now, this is the whole big change that happened. And the outcome of it could have been so different if I had listened yes, to the spirit. Exactly. And it exactly. wasn't on her to listen to the spirit. She wasn't a right. believer. It was right. on me to yeah. listen and to what we, the spirit we, of God was do you realize, do you, But do you realize what a testimony that would have been? Exactly. It would have been such an... And as I said, she wasn't a believer, but that awesome testimony, we don't know what that could have done exactly. in her life. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yes. And coming back to the grieving process, as we spoke about last time, um, you know, she went through her own grief because she's worried about her son. She yes. doesn't know when she's going to get to him. She's having yes. to pay extra. There's all yes. these things, yes. you know, that she's yes. worried about. When I was lounging on my bed, watching TV, not uh -huh. listening to the spirit. Spirit, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Very good illustration because that's what he does all the time. He's always coming... Come on, we do the same thing with our children. We do you yeah. just draw the illustration of, of your, your husband. Why wouldn't God, as a matter of fact, that's where we got it from? We actually mm. got that from God because God communicates with us on a consistent basis. He's always speaking. We're not always hearing, we're not always yeah. listening. And mm. so we don't hear. Yeah. And I think I think I I it's difficult to see when you're going through change, but I think knowing that change doesn't come suddenly as, as sudden as we think. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to touch on very quickly today as well is prerequisite, the prerequisite for change. Right. Tell us a bit more about that. They, they, again, there's some things that are already in place for us um, so that we can deal with whatever, whatever changes uh, they are. So God desires to make changes in our lives to be like him. And so he's made every provision um, that these can be accomplished. It all begins with the knowledge of God. Mm. And that's where it begins. So when we accept him as our personal Lord and Savior, and that's extremely important and it's very simple. You just pray a prayer and surrender yourself completely over to God. Um, so, so the best place to start in dealing with our changes is by seeking God. Mm. That's, and, and, and get into the word. He says, search the scriptures. For in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Um, and as we do, we must ask the Spirit, therefore, to show us who God is. So we need to have a knowledge of the Father. We need to have a knowledge of the Son. We need a knowledge of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. This is what is known as truth. They are known as truth. We also need people in our lives. Um, the greatest change that God wants, one of the greatest changes is, is how we relate to one another. Mm. Our relationship to one another. We are selfish beings and it's evident by Cain killing Abel in the beginning because his sacrifice is more acceptable to God um, and his was not. So we need people in our lives. So go back to the illustration you talk about with your, 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 your um, um, landlord. Mm. Your, land, your landlord needed you. Yeah. She needed you to pick up. And that's what it's about. Because the change that took place in her life, she was stuck with the train. And so God communicated with you, pick up the child. Mm. And, and he just dismissed it. But we need people in our lives. Um, we also need family in our lives. By the way, family is uh, the most important people on earth for each of us. 
-hmm. It doesn't matter how cruel, how callous, how cold-hearted, how crazy they are. They are, they work. They are greatest asset. Mm. Why? Because we are some total of our past. And to know it, to, to know our present and know our future, we need to know our family. Um, right. Our past helps us to understand who we are. Right. So, for example, if we have issues with, with, with um, diseases that are generational, Right. It's good to know. It's good to know these things. And because of knowing these things, we'll be able to anticipate the change. So, for example, breast cancer, breast cancer is a part of your family. Then you can begin to prepare for um, for it. So, so God makes provision. We also need friends. We need money. We need religion. We need the Bible. We need work, by the way, mm. in order for us to be able to deal with the changes uh, that will take place in our life. And so just in closing, it's easy. It's 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 acceptable for us to say that God has given us everything that we need to prepare for the changes that we're going to experience in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Couldn't, sum, couldn't have summed it up better. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much, um, Kendi, for speaking to us today on preparation um, for change, how we prepare for change. We are going to be talking more about change in our next episode, be sure to join us. You mentioned it very, very briefly there, um, Kennedy, but we are gonna be talking next time about provision for change. You don't wanna miss it. See you mm -hmm. next time on another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast. <laughs>